It's that time of year when Defense Department's top leadership gets ready to defend their annual budget proposal on Capitol Hill. But leaders of the military services say, considering the flat request, the only way they'll be able to afford the long-term investments they need is to divest older weapons systems. Well, those systems tend to have strong congressional constituencies, so the brass are preparing for a tough sell. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has the details. As part of their written 2021 budget submissions, the military services have already signaled their desire to end several of their legacy programs, but more are likely to come as part of the Pentagon's latest cost-cutting drill. Defense Secretary Mark Esper recently told each of the services to conduct clean-sheet reviews of their spending, looking for ways to redirect funds toward the department's top priorities in the national defense strategy. Ryan McCarthy, the Secretary of the Army, has some experience with this. As part of what the Army calls a night court process, it's already cut $25 billion in spending on older systems and plans to find another $10 billion in this year's round of internal reviews. And lawmakers are not accustomed to having weapons spending cut without their explicit approval. you got to have the will to look at Congress in the face and tell a member where they make a product in their district that we don't need it anymore. But here's the opportunity that's going to exist for that manufacturer if they play. But they, you know, so it becomes a, a trust issue that you got to build with the committees of jurisdiction first and then the, the, the rest of the Congress. Uh, but it's that consistency over time. By consistency, McCarthy is pointing to the fact that the Army announced its six modernization priorities two years ago and has stuck by them. But it became clear almost immediately that the Army couldn't fund those new things without getting rid of old ones, especially in a service whose budget is dominated by personnel and operating costs. When you have 40 percent or less of your uh, budget to be able to modernize the force, the challenge is that striking that balance between the new capabilities and divestiture. And divestiture is tough. You're going to cut legacy systems that have been in the formations for decades. Uh, and it's, it's when do you bring that off and will you be able to then uh, flush out the new capabilities over time. Um, there's, there's components you've got to deal with the Congress and industry and others. So that, that's going to be the challenge in front of the Army in the future. And convincing Congress to invest in future capabilities gets harder when there aren't physical objects and assembly lines in individual congressional districts to show for the effort. As part of its 2021 budget, the Air Force has indicated it wants to retire parts of its bomber and unmanned aerial vehicle fleets. And when it comes to the new investments it thinks are critical to the future, the outcomes are a bit less physically tangible, says Barbara Barrett, the Air Force Secretary. It may not be associated with a constituency yet. Things like connectivity, Uh, Those are invisible and harder to to identify with. Similarly, space. uh, It's ubiquitous, but it's invisible, and therefore a lot of people don't appreciate how very engaged each of us are now with space. So the two key investments that we'll be making that are maybe a bit out of the past patterns will be space and technology linkages and both of those are harder to sell because there aren't tires to kick. In the Navy's case, the biggest investments officials think they'll need to make do have holes to kick, but they're likely to be smaller ones. In the next several days, the Navy and Marine Corps expect to release a new, jointly developed force structure assessment. Thomas Modley, the acting secretary of the Navy, says it will lay out how the Navy Department will meet its existing goal of building a fleet of more than 350 ships. But he signaled the composition of that fleet is likely to be very different from the one the Navy sails with today, with a huge premium on constant global presence. It requires presence to secure sea lanes, uh, to give assurances to our partners, to also provide opportunities for us to exercise with our partners. Because a lot of these partners that, that, we, that we want in these regions, they have, it's difficult for them to go out and exercise with the carrier strike group. 
So it's better for us to have smaller platforms that allow us to have much more constant interaction uh, with them in a distributed maritime type of strategy. And that's really what's driving a lot of the changes that we're looking at in our force structure. Autonomous systems or lightly manned systems or minimally manned systems are a part of what we're looking at in terms of the future. Uh, We have to do a lot of experimentation with that. Um, not just on the technical side, but how you actually fight with that. It's a very new way of thinking for us. We're going to be very deliberate about this, and it's also part of the whole cycle of creating this learning organization for the Navy that can constantly iterate that. Modley says the Navy's recent budgets have pushed it to concentrate too many of its procurement dollars into too few vessels. He says during the naval buildup of the 1990s, the budget was spread in such a way that each ship cost about a billion dollars. Today, it's more like two billion. That's part of the reason the Navy has launched its own take on the Army's night court process. Modley says there's no reason to assume the defense budget will keep growing, so the service needs a plan to fund the current buildup out of existing resources. You know, we have a pretty big mandate to grow the fleet by 30, 40 percent from where it is today. And uh, at some point, those math, those elements of math are not going to match up. Um, we support Secretary Esper's request for that. Um, but if there's one thing that's consistent over the last 40 years is that this, the Navy's percent of the overall GDP has gone down consistently as a percent of GDP, as has the entire defense budget. Jared Serbia, Federal News Network. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.